Impact. Real human interest stories ranging from the ordinary to the truly extraordinary. Hello, this is Fatima Hussein, and you're listening to Impact, the program which introduces you to extraordinary human interest stories from around Canada. At just 18 months of age, Brittany Habib took her first steps in gymnastics and never looked back. She was a member of the Canadian national gymnastics team for five years and she was the only black girl on the team. At the time, she found it very difficult to embrace herself. She travelled internationally and represented Canada in large competitions such as the Commonwealth Games in Australia, the Pan Am Games in Brazil and the World Championships in Denmark. In 2004, Brittany was amongst the top 10 Canadian athletes selected to try out for the Olympics, but she was denied her place despite tying for the 10th spot. In this episode, Brittany speaks of her struggles being a black gymnast who didn't have a voice and was always told what to do. My name is Brittany Habib and I was on the Canadian national gymnastics team for five years. Beautiful accomplishment, a lot of hard work. So I was the only black girl on the Canadian national team and that was quite challenging at the time. I don't think it necessarily hit me as much as it has been hitting me now that I couldn't necessarily embrace myself. Having a very different body type, I'm naturally very big busted, much taller than your average gymnast. And naturally I have big, beautiful curly hair that I never got to express. Always trying to assimilate into that, you know, Caucasian or Asian box, always feeling like the outsider and never knew how to have a voice. So as I've started growing and embracing myself a lot more, I've noticed all these different challenging things that I went through when I was a young 13 to 18 year old on this national team and started to realize that having a voice is mandatory and embracing all of you is really important as well. So my national years would have 0203 to about 0708-ish within that time frame. Being the only black girl on the team was very different. It was very different because of having a very different body type, you know, very different skin tone and traveling internationally to all these different countries and having everyone, you know, look at me a certain way because I am naturally big busted and I am taller than your average gymnast and my hair, you know, was shaped differently. It didn't slick down like the regular or the other girls, I should say, you know, being away for a long time and even worrying about how I'm going to do my hair because black hair is very different. Washing my hair is not like any other Caucasian girl or Asian girl. So little things like that would always kind of creep up on me, but I just didn't necessarily know how to handle it. As we know, in any sport, there's a lot of politics that occurs. And um, I can only speak on my story and on what I went through being on the Canadian national team and being the only black girl on the team. You know, there's a lot of rules and regulations that are in order and they're put there so that everyone can follow those guidelines. And I found that with myself specifically, those guidelines are always broken. And again, I didn't have a voice and I didn't know how to handle those things. But I'll give you a few examples of the guidelines that were, you know, quote unquote off broken for me. So big example was 2004, top 10 athletes were allowed to try out for the Olympics. This would have been my first year being on this senior national level. Essentially, I came out of nowhere. Brittany Habib was nowhere to be found. No one knew about Brittany Habib. So I was never within the guidelines or the 
reach lines. Being on the senior national team, this was my first year just even in that level. I wasn't even a team member yet. It was my first year being at that category. And that year, out of nowhere, I placed top 10, which was so exciting. My family just outburst with excitement. I'm just in shock that I even made top 10 in the country my first year at such a high level. Couldn't believe it. So, so excited that, you know, my dreams could come true. I could go to the Olympics, all this hard work, and I could actually even try out to be a part of the Canadian Olympic team. I tied for 10th and they pulled me aside, pulled my parents aside and said, just want to let you know, you will not be able to try out for the Olympics. Everyone's in confused right now. Excuse me, what are you talking about? She came top 10. It says in black and white that top 10 athletes get to try out for the Olympics. They said, she's not going to be able to try out. There was a tie for 10th. We're going to take the other girl who came 10th and your daughter cannot try out. Obviously, the question was, well, why not? What is the reason why she cannot try out for this team? They gave a couple of reasons. One was they plain and simply said, she got good too fast. We don't know who she is. Where did she come from okay the next thing was she doesn't have enough experience you know what i can understand this that i did kind of come out of nowhere but on the other side of things it's when someone does get that great so fast don't you want to harness that don't you want to build on that don't you want to grow if someone can get good that fast don't you want to bring that in and start training that and see where that can go and where that can blossom also you know within once you get to that level there's a point system this is something that i obviously had no idea about my parents nobody knew about this because it was my first time at this level there's certain points that you have to gain so you go travel internationally and the, the more international competitions that you do the more points that you get the higher you place at these international meets the more points you'll get so there's a point system that works out that obviously I had no idea about and was something that was really told to us that day and we thought okay so we're gonna have to start building points for her and start getting that point system so if there is another situation like this I can at least fall back to my point system where they can't just say I'm breaking this rule just for her. So that was one really big incident that was very, very heartbreaking to me, you know, putting in all this work, putting in all the hours. And what was worse was for me, you know, spending 36, 40 hours a week in the gym with, you know, my coach where I spent the majority of my time with, she didn't have my back. And that was something that was very, very hard for me. When you're spending that many hours with somebody that becomes like a family member that couldn't stand up for me and say, no, this is unacceptable. These are the rules. This is my athlete. At least let her try out. We're not saying she has to make the team, but the rules say in black and white, top 10 gets to try out. Let my athlete try out. We both worked hard on this because she worked hard as well. It takes a team to make a beautiful athlete flourish. And my coach never had my back. She just fell back and said, well, you know, she doesn't have the experience. Well, you know, she she can be better, you know, and I, I have to respect her mentality. She was, you know, on the, she was 1980 Olympic champion, 1981 world champion, you know, from Russia. And she has a beautiful status behind her and she's used to that hardworking, always being better. Good is never good enough. And it's what she instilled in me. But at some point, there has to be a balance where when you've put in that work, there has to be someone that has your back and says, you know what? This is not fair. This is unjust. We're not saying she has to make the team, but let her try out. We know she's not going to make the team, but if she worked that hard to come top 10 in the country, there should have been no doubt that I should have been allowed to at least go to the little camp.
the relationship with my coach, it was it was very challenging for me. And our personalities were were very different. Again, I was training out in the boonies. I was I was training out in Oshawa, the only black girl probably in the entire gym. No black people even in that area. I don't even know if she really trained a black athlete like me before. And you know, there's gonna be a lot of controversy about what I'm saying, but I can speak on me and I can speak on what I saw. Black girls learn differently. We learn differently than Caucasian girls. And that's just the way it is. Naturally, I'm built differently. So I cannot learn the same way that someone else is learning. I was very, very blessed by the lords, by the spirits. I was naturally talented. You know, some girls would have to work on skills for years and I work on it for a couple months or a couple weeks and bam, I got it. And with that potential that maybe she saw, she probably did think that I could be this outstandingly amazing, like top in the world athlete because of the natural abilities that I had, but I was a very mentally strong gymnast, meaning I had a lot of mental blocks. So for me, there was a lot of explanation that needed to be done. Well, okay, so if I'm going around the bar this way, how do I let go and catch it? What is what is it gonna look like? Can you show it to me? Can we draw it out? So for me, there was a lot of different levels that I needed to understand, to talk through. But for her, it was more like, do it. I don't understand why you're talking for. There's no need to talk, go and do it. So our personalities never blended together. And there was always a sense of frustration from her end because she couldn't understand why I wouldn't just do it when naturally my body had the ability to just go ahead and do it. So those years were really tough, you know, and I, I still up to a couple years ago and still now I still have dreams about gymnastics. I still have dreams about where I could have been, you know, how amazing, more amazing I could have been if I had that mental side of training that she was never able to give me. One of my love languages is love if that makes sense. One of the languages that my body speaks is love. And I didn't ever feel genuine love from her. And that's something that is very important to me to help push me to be my best self. Now, I do understand that a lot of it needs to come from within me. And that is something that I had to grow in, that I should not have relied on my coach to give me all these different things to be my best self. But again, it does take a team. And when you're spending that many hours with essentially your second mother, there's a bond in a relationship that is mandatory. I don't care what anybody says. There's a mandatory relationship and you can feel when somebody naturally loves you. You can feel when there's that sense of I'm frustrated at you because I know you can do it, sweetheart. I want to push. I want to be there for you. And there was not that relationship that I felt with her. And a big example is, you know, when we had that top 10 tryout, she did not have my back and she didn't fight for me. There wasn't that fight for me that you would want your team to have. I don't think I ever had anybody tell me, did you ever just consider switching gyms? Honestly, no. And the biggest thing was because I just didn't have a voice back then. I would be in that gym every day and she would be yelling and she'd be crying and she'll be slamming the door and she would just walk away from me and that would just make my self-esteem go lower and lower and lower and lower and even if I had a little bit of a voice after the arguments that we would get into or she would have towards me I would completely shut down so now try to train when your mind is shut down your body shut down you're emotionally strung out there's no way that I can go onto a balance beam and do three flips in a row without my hands and do a double back off the beam and be mentally strong 
along when my support system was not there. And this is why as I'm growing up now, it's so important for me to, to share this story. It's so important for me to have this voice because I never had the voice back then. And nobody knew about this. It's not like I was walking around talking to people saying, oh, do you know what this happened today in the gym? Do you know that my coach did this? Did you know that we just don't have this relationship? I never spoke about, you know, what was going on. So unfortunately, it was never really a thought because I just never really spoke about my story. I felt like I didn't have a voice for many reasons. You know, coming from a Caribbean background, there's a sense of respect that you always need to have. When something happens, you gotta be strong. You gotta take it. You know, you gotta stand strong and, you know, not necessarily say anything and just have that respect. If an elder is talking to you, you say, okay, you respect and you just keep it going. So essentially that was the way that I was raised. I wasn't in a household where you could just be like, mom, dad, I disagree with what you're saying. You know, in a respectful way, I didn't have that. And so spending the majority of my hours in a gym, internationally, traveling around the world, whenever incidences would happen to me, I did what I was taught. You take it, you be strong, and you keep it moving. But what a lot of people don't necessarily understand is all the lashings, all these different words, all these insults, all these different injustices that you take eventually is going to wear down on you. And there is a point where that sense of respect, there needs to be a balance of being able to speak up as well. So that was... And that is something that I'm learning very well right now to really try to become my best self. And to be able to become my best self, I have to be able to have the respect for myself as well. Gymnastics is a love-hate relationship for me. Because I was naturally talented, I had this natural ability, I could do these amazing things, but my heart wasn't there. And there's a disconnect there because for me, I was in it just because, just because. So challenging when people hear that story, you know, you, you didn't love, you don't love gymnastics, you don't have a passion for it. No, I didn't, especially because of the environment I was in with my coach, with the Canadian system and, and the different things that I had to go through. Honestly, I think I saw the perks in being in gymnastics. You know, there's great commercial work that I can get out of that and being on screen and things like that I really loved. But as a whole, gymnastics was definitely a love-hate relationship for me. Reaching the top 10 spot in the country my first year senior was Amazing, amazing, but an extreme challenge. I mean, again, with the relationship that I had with my coach, it was not an easy journey. So learning all the big level skills that I needed to learn, you know, my training schedule was supposed to be from one to six every day, you know, five hours, but I never finished at six. There was days I was there until seven, 8.30, even nine o'clock. On my off day, which was a Saturday, I would come into the gym because there was more skills that I needed to learn. So my journey getting to this top 10 was was extremely rigorous. The work that I had to put in, the extra conditioning, the extra flexibility, the extra skills, the extra days, it did not come at an ease. And that's the reason why I came top 10. It was because we put in so much effort to try to be my best self. And out of nowhere, as people would say, but it wasn't out of nowhere because I put in that work, I was able to flourish and become top 10. 
I never did quit gymnastics past the 2004 incident, learning about the point system. And again, that's something else to note. In order to get the point system, you need more money. So gymnastics is, if you don't have the money, there's no way you can even make the point system because you have to pay for yourself to go to Russia, Ukraine, all these. I went to nine countries within the span of three years, a young girl going to all these different countries that my parents had to pay for. My parents also had to pay for the coach. So all of these expenses, you need money to pay for all of that. So after the 2004 incident, there was no way they can say I didn't have points because my parents sent me to all of these international competitions and I placed, I medaled, I you know came first in the Ukraine on the floor exercise. I made event finals in Russia. My points started accumulating. So point system, Brittany had them now. So after 2004, I made the world champion Championships in 06 in Denmark. I went to the Commonwealth Games in 06 as well, which was in Australia. I made it to the Pan American Championships in Brazil. So I started to get these really big name competitions behind me. Started to feel pretty great representing my team and representing Canada at these international competitions. After those events, I got a full scholarship to the University of Nebraska and had a great four years out there and came back and gymnastics is not a professional sport it's amateur so so I cannot say that I quit I did everything I could with gymnastics I did everything in my heart at that time in those years that I could have done and from there once I was finished it was just trying to find my next steps change was very hard change was devastating almost I mean, imagine a lot of people go to school for 12, 16 years to become the best doctor. People are in their office job for 15, 16, 20 years to become that CEO president. And by 16 years old, I was the top of my field. I was a Canadian national senior high performance carded athlete. That is the top of the top. You know, there's a lot of different levels of being a senior national athlete, but I was senior national high performance and a carded athlete, which means that Canada did give me some money for being at the level that I was. So being 16 year old, reaching your plateau, reaching that top status was amazing. But then what happens after that? What happens when you're 23? And what do you do from here? Where do you go from here? You've already accomplished so much at such a young age at being a little girl. Now I'm becoming a young woman and I have nowhere to go. I don't even know who Brittany is. I didn't even like gymnastics. So I'm not going to continue anything within that field. So change was extremely challenging trying to find myself, trying to build who Britney was and trying to express myself in many different ways was a very tough journey. Discrimination definitely still occurs in gymnastics in this sport today. And it's the biggest reason why my sister and I started Girl Powered, a hip hop gymnastics program meant to build the self-esteem and self-love of young girls, specifically young girls who identify as black because of what I went through, because of what my sister went through, always being the outsider in a predominantly Asian and Caucasian sport. There is a need to open up this beautiful space for young girls who identify as black. If I look back on those years, I regret not knowing myself and having more of a voice. Going back to my room, you know, when I'm with my teammates and just crying because I didn't like how I was treated. So I would have had more of a voice if I think back on the younger me. I would have embraced myself a little bit more. I would not have walked around with my hair pinned straight because that is not who I am. I have naturally big curly hair. I would have embraced that. And by embracing all of me, I would have been one of the best athletes in this world. 
world because when you embrace all of yourself, all of your natural traits are going to come out. All of your natural powers are going to come out. And that's just something that I, I really would have resonated well with back in the day. That was Brittany Habib speaking of her troubles of being a black gymnast in Canada. And before we leave, we'd like to extend our thanks to Brittany and VX3Exchange. Impact is a production of VX3Exchange, featuring the stories of extraordinary people, sharing their stories again and again at VX3Exchange.com or our social platforms at VX3Exchange.